Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. I'm back broadcasting today at the Bright Red Desk in Manhattan, so hopefully Blog Talk Radio will be better behaved than it was last week. I know, I know. Processing, processing. And they actually wrote me a nice apology letter. Uh, and they did say, well, we, we have a whole weekend's queue worth of things that didn't post. So apparently the entire Blog Talk Radio was backed up last weekend. So I did record it twice. It did get out there, so that's good. And it looks like a number of you were able to hear it. And hopefully this one uh, will will be well-behaved. But Mercury is still out of bounds, you know. So when Mercury's out of bounds, communications are a little crazy. So think about how crazy all the communications were this week, right? Because Mercury's just out there not following the rules, doing whatever he wants. And we had Mercury out of bounds. We had uh, Sarah Huckabee, the communications director, for the White House leave. I'm like, oh, okay, that's Mercury out of bounds. That totally counts. Um, And we wanted to watch, because we are still in the middle of this big old mess of uh, Mercury and Mars opposite Saturn and Pluto. Mercury and Mars coming to the node of fate, triggering a lot of stuff. A lot of people are changing a lot of pets, Mercury rules pets. That's why the pets are all having trouble. Uh, a lot of them are sick or having health issues because it's opposite Saturn and Pluto. Of course, Saturn and Pluto are asking us to restructure our life wherever we have them, and they're hanging out in the 20s uh, uh, this week. Um, Mercury is and Mars are both going to 20. Uh, so Saturn is right now... At 1847 last week, we had the Mars-Saturn opposition on Friday. And then now this week on Wednesday, we're going to have the Mars-Pluto opposition. Uh, We also are having Mercury because Mercury's down there with Mars. They meet up once every two years. So they're meeting up this week. So we want to kind of look and say, well, what's the deal that Mercury and Mars are asking us to do? Uh, because Mercury is going to catch up to Mars. Actually, it's probably more than once every two years because Mercury will catch him. But they're catching up in Cancer, and Mercury is out of bounds, and he's opposite Saturn and Pluto. A lot of times when this happens, you hear things or things happen, you know, communication takes place that you find a little shocking or a little and Mercury out of bounds over the top. You know, when you think of an out-of-bounds planet, it's like a home run into the, you know, in, out out past, you know, the the, uh, the fence in the back into the stands or into the ethers, right? Um, or it's a line drive into the stands and you hit somebody in the head, blood and guts, right? So Mercury joining with Mars out-of-bounds tends to be, uh, Mars, Mercury kind of, you know, can be a home run in a good way. And congratulations to Toronto for winning the uh, winning the game. Um, but it also can be a, uh, it also can be like news that you go, ooh, that's not really news I wanted to hear uh, because it's, you know, emotional or it's sensitive. And remember, when Mercury is in Cancer, right, which is what he's in, that means all the Gemini planets react and act like they're in cancer because they're reporting to Mercury. So Venus is acting up because she's reporting to Mercury. The sun is acting up. And uh, in the chart for the full moon that takes place on Monday, the ascendant of the chart is acting up. 
Now, what that also means is every two and a half days, the moon changes signs. So that means that Mars acts very emotionally in the nature of the sign that the moon's in. So it's important to know, you know, as you're getting a little better in astrology to go, okay, well, what's the moon in? Because what's going to happen? So the first part of the week, the moon's in Sagittarius, which is, you know, kind of a little over the top and optimistic and everybody's happy. So that's today, you know, and and uh, tomorrow, Monday. And then the moon goes into Capricorn, right? And Capricorn is much more serious and somber. And, of course, the Saturn and Pluto are in Capricorn. So that's going to be, you know, the afternoon on Monday and all day Tuesday and most of Wednesday. And then the moon goes into Aquarius late Wednesday night. And I'll give you the moon times. So Aquarius is a little more detached and humanitarian and community-oriented. And uh, then it goes into Pisces um, in on, on Saturday, the 22nd. It's in Pisces, the 22nd and the 23rd, which is kind of more sentimental. And then it goes into Aries. It's in Pisces on Monday, too, the 24th. So we're going. We're in the back half of the zodiac, right? We're doing Sagittarius today, tomorrow, which is Christmas, Thanksgiving, Christmas. That's the fun time, right? We have fun times. We're kind of like eating a lot of food. We're running around. Then the Capricorn moon midweek. That's the hard one. That's going to be when, when the Capricorn moon is happening. That's going to be when Mars is opposite Pluto. Now Mars opposite Pluto is a war aspect, right? So we got all this hoo ha going on over in the Gulf, of. Um, um, drawing a blank in the in the Arab, Arabian Gulf, you know where the boat was attacked, and then other people said no, they didn't attack it. These people attacked it, and Mars Pluto is a war aspect, so we do want to be a little careful this week when we get towards Wednesday that we're not going to war, okay? And of course, Jupiter and Neptune are in a square, so kind of look at the square and go, okay, let's understand the opportunity here to have miscommunication. Right, because there's you know now on a personal level you can feel like you want you want to go to war too, um, so it's honoring that and saying okay I'm I'm not interested in going to war with you but I am really feeling like I want to go to war with you because the Mars Pluto opposition is a war aspect and it's a standoff and it's an emotional war right because it's in Cancer and it's answering to the Moon, so the Moon in Sag is an excess. The moon in Capricorn, that's January time frame. And remember, all the planets, when the moon changes, suddenly Mercury shifts, and he gets serious. When he's in Sag, he's over the top. When he goes into Aquarius, he's detached, and he's philanthropic, and he's kind of group-oriented, and he stands back and he looks. And then when he goes into Pisces next weekend, he's sentimental and high-feeling. So we're going to really feel kind of like we're riding on a roller coaster as we go with fire, earth, air, water. We're going to go through all four elements. And fiery, we're fiery and passionate. Earth, we're practical and a little somber and, you know, kind of we're doing our inner Robert Mueller. Aquarius, we're a little more visionary and detached. And then Pisces, we're really, really feeling it, feeling emotional. So... As and then that is as Mars goes through stuff, right? He he is going to be reacting too, in those ways. So it's a really interesting week. Some weeks I look at and I go, you know, I don't even know what to say about this week. <laughs> what I'm going to say about this week is, when you see the fight happening, 
or the argument happening, or you're in the mood to, you know, knock somebody's head off, or you're in the mood to just go, you know, just know that that's okay. That's part of the energy of the world. And now that you know astrology, you know, well, I don't have to necessarily do that. I can take another approach. And the idea is to always think of it as energy. So it's a very potent energy this week. And a lot of people last week were saying to me, whoa, this week, this week is hard. This has been a hard week. I'm like, yeah, I hear you. Um, But next week is harder. (laughs) But only through Wednesday, and then it gets easier, okay? So just kind of know we're in the little mix. We're in the little mixer of the planets above. And it's a Neptune-Jupiter square, which happens once every 13 years, 14 years. And it is a uh, opening square, meaning it's saying to you, what's your dream and how are you taking action on it? And I want you to, rather than arguing and fighting or getting all irritated with someone, and maybe that, that will be the impetus for you to leave your job or to leave the relationship or whatever, I want you to look at it and kind of go, is this my dream? I had uh, one of my students here for uh, dinner uh, Friday night, and I have a, one of my old students from 22 years ago when I was a baby astrologer. She was in town because her mom was having surgery, so she stayed here because she lives upstate. So the three of us were kind of hanging out and eating dinner and talking, you know, which is, you know, nice. It's like it was, it was really fun. We had a really good time. But we were talking about what's the dream, you know, what's the dream. And my student Christina kept saying, uh, you know, I kind of think of both of them as my kids, too. I mean, I, I kind of adopt some of my students, and they're definitely two two students I would consider my babies. And so Christina goes, well, Anne, I'm just really focusing on living my best life. You know, that's what I'm focusing on. Like, all this stuff that makes me crazy, I just go, is this something I want to focus on, or do I want to live my best life? And I'm going to go live my best life. So that's what I would say to you, as she shared with me on Friday, you know, it is a lot of hoo-ha in the sky. And when it's going on, you want to kind of look at it and go, is this my best life? And if it isn't, you know, is this serving my dream? If it isn't, you can make a change in it. It doesn't mean you have to get rid of it. But you can change your approach to it. You can look at it and say, okay, these aspects are designed to get me conscious. They're designed to help me see things I hadn't seen before, work with things I hadn't thought of before, struggle in a way perhaps I'm not particularly comfortable with, but I'm going to be pushed into it or I'm going to feel like I'm being asked to do it. And I would encourage you to kind of look at that energy and go, is this helping me live my best dream or is it distracting me? Is it a distraction? You know, so when I heard about the attack in the Gulf, I went, oh, it's a distraction. It's the Mars opposite Saturn, and soon it's going to be the Mars opposite Pluto. And I sure hope that our people are smart enough not to get in a war. And I also hope that, you know, we're looking at this and we're going, you know what, is it really, is it really our fight? Uh, and, you know, is it, or is it a provocation to get us to fight? So you want to kind of, you know, watch for the behavior like that this week. Is it a provocation to get you to fight? Yeah, yeah, come fight with me. And do you really want to? Or is there a better way to use your energy? Right? Is there a better way to use your energy 
and say, you know what, I understand you want me to fight with you, but I think maybe I'm going to shift. I'm going to shift this energy. So back when I was a baby, I was young, I was still, I was an astrologer at that point. Uh, my stepmother's mother was dying. Grandma Donegan was dying. And she was a great lady. She was really a terrific woman. And um, and Peggy, my stepmother, was up in Rochester with her. And my father was being a brat. He was just being a brat. And he, he's an Aries. He can be a brat. That's what he does. And happy Father's Day, by the way. So <laughs> here I am telling a story about my father. So he and I had a huge fight because he was like, her place is with me. <laughs> she needs to come back from Rochester. He was giving her a lot of shit and making her feel guilty. And I called, I had a huge fight with him. Like, her mother only dies once. You're perfectly capable of taking care of yourself. You know, like, you can do the laundry. You can cook your own food. Her mother is dying. Leave her alone. We had a big fight. He got so mad at me, he hung up on me, right? So I called her and I said, do not go back there. You do not have to go. You can stay with your mother. He's being a brat. Just ignore him. She go, and I had a huge fight with him and he hung up on me. And she goes, oh, I'm so glad you fought with him. And I said, what? She goes, well, because they'd made a deal when they got married that they were never going to fight. So when they fought, we called them the Bickersons, right? They weren't going to fight. They were just going to bicker. And and he won't. So we and I don't fight, and your sister won't fight with him. And at that point, he wasn't talking with my brother because my brother would fight with him. Um, I said, my sister won't fight with him? And she goes, no. You're the only one he can fight with, and it always makes him feel better. So I'm like, really, huh? So I hang up. I call my sister. I go, you don't fight with Dad? She goes, no. I said, really? And she goes, well, it's not like he doesn't try to fight with me, but when he tries to fight with me, I change the subject or, you know, divert it. Mom mom said to me, you know, you don't have to fight with him. And I'm like, wow, okay. So I hung up, and I thought about it, and I thought, well, he's an Aries. He likes to fight. Aries like to fight. It's how they get the energy out of their system that makes them feel good. So I'm like, huh. So I started thinking about it, and I thought, okay, so he had a big fight with me to get the energy out of his system. Oh, I get it. I get it. I don't have to fight with him about stuff that matters. He just likes to fight. So I'll I'll fight with when he wants to fight with me. I know he's got something emotional going on, right? Because that's how he gets rid of it. So I'm visiting a few years later, and he's dropping me off, driving me to the train to drop me off, and he starts to pick a fight. And I'm like, okay. Now my policy at that point was we're going to fight about things that don't matter. We're going to fight about who killed JFK. He's a single bullet guy. I'm the CIA you know, the grassy hill girl. You know, we're going to fight about, you know, is a plastic surgeon a real doctor or does it prey on people's vanity? You know, stuff that neither of us particularly care about or that he has opinions about but I don't care about. That's probably a better way to say it. And no offense to any plastic surgeons in the audience. My father was a neurologist, and he thought his his form of medicine was superior to everybody else's. I happen to think plastic surgeons are fine. Um, that was the side on the argument for that, so... So we're we're having a fight in the car, and we're going to the train, and I'm like, all right, so what the hell's going on? He's, like, emotional about something, and he must have gotten a phone call because it was a Monday morning. And he got in a, we, get to the, we pull into the train station, right, and he goes, you know, I just got told I have prostate cancer, and I'm not going to get it treated. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I said, well, you know, your decision. You know, I hop out of the car. I give him a hug and a kiss. I hop out of the car, and I get on the train. And I'm like, well, he must feel better because we had a fight in the car. You know, so watch for the fighting this week. Watch for the, you know, because it does, and he ultimately treated it and was fine. 
for those of you who want to know the the last part of that story. But he didn't want to treat it because he was afraid he wasn't going to have sex anymore. Again, another, he's an Aries, right? Um, And he'd rather be dead than not have sex. So, which I completely did not understand. But my friend Sandra, who's a sad, she understood it. She said, well, you know, your father really likes sex. I'm like, yeah. He said, so, you know, I kind of get that he wouldn't want to be alive if he couldn't have sex. Again, another Father's Day story on my father. But so this energy this week is wanting to fight. It wants to fight. It wants to. And you may want to fight or somebody may want to fight with you. And you can also divert it and maybe do something different rather than fighting with them. Because, frankly, you know, it's kind of a, I mean, maybe you do want to fight with them. It's a good way to slam the door and walk off. But do recognize that's the energy. And that's through Wednesday. And then it kind of calms down, uh, but we are entering then eclipse season, right? Right after the full moon on Monday, we enter eclipse season. So the Mars-Pluto opposition is the precursor to eclipse season when the Sun and Venus are going to go through the same points that um, that Mars and Mercury are in now. So the emotional fallout from this week or last week's acts and behavior is going to be acted on on the eclipse, which comes next month. So this is the setup for the eclipses. So that's the other way to pay attention to it, because this is when you're going to see, oh, this is what's happening, got it, and you're going to learn how to work with it in a new way or a different way or maybe the same old way, because you kind of like to fight with people, like my father does. Um, So at any rate, let's do the moons and uh, fly forward. So today, the moon's in Sag with that Jupiter-Neptune square. Again, is this your dream? Is this what you want? Or, you know, what is it you want? This is chapter two, question two. You get another pass towards the end of the year. Um, Because right now, Jupiter's retrograde squaring Neptune. He's saying, revise the dream. We have we le- we have a nice Sag moon with the full moon at 4:31 in the morning in Sag. Mercury out of bounds. Sun is in Gemini. Mercury's in ruling the chart. Venus is in, Gem- in Gemini. So they're all in the first house. The new moon uh, for this chart is first and seven, cast for Washington D.C. Um, and it is uh, an intense chart. It's got a nice big old juicy T-square in it. I wrote a thing and put it on Facebook and on my website about this energy this week. So if you're not on my mailing list or you're not on my Facebook list, you can read it on my website. Um, The moon is void on Monday morning. goes void at 431. Enters Capricorn at 1213 on Monday. It's in Capricorn Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That is the tough part of the week. Uh, We also have Saturn sextiling Neptune on the 18th, which gives us an opportunity to be a little bit deceived by our Saturn people. Those are our authorities. We also have Mercury meeting Mars, uh, and so that's a very strong energy around how we are um, working on things, right? And then uh, Moon goes void at 719 in the morning, on the 19th with an opposition to Mercury. The 19th is the hardest day. 18th, no no walk in the cake. And that moon in Capricorn, it's void all day on the 19th, though. So that's the idea where you have the consciousness of how you want to do it. Moon goes into Aquarius at 10 o'clock at night on Wednesday the 19th. And then it is in Aquarius Thursday, Friday, and it's void all day Friday, too. It uh, goes void at 10.02 a.m. with a sextile to Jupiter. So that's a nice void on Friday. 
but also Neptune stations on Friday, which means all week long, the five days before and the five days after, we're going to really be feeling Neptuned. Like, oh, wow, I'm just feeling like in the in the fog, man. And also on Friday the 21st, the sun goes into cancer. So the sun stops in the sky for three days, the 20th, the 21st, and the 20th. You're getting a, getting a hint of how big this week's going to be. So the moon is void all day the 21st, and it goes into Capricorn, or goes into Pisces, I'm sorry, Saturday morning at 10.01 a.m., and it's in Pisces the 22nd and the 23rd, and it goes void on Monday night the 24th at 7.10 with a trine to Mercury. So the hoo-ha days, uh, so Friday's kind of big, but the moon's void. Wednesday's kind of big, but the moon's void. Um, So we want to kind of know with these void moons that we're really going to be feeling it, and then as Mercury and Mars meet up on the 18th, on Tuesday, you know, you're going to get words that might make you mad or communication that might make you upset. And then on the 23rd, on Saturday, Venus is opposite Jupiter, so she pushes back. I just want to take you through Wednesdays. I'll do the, the all the planets, but I want you to think about Tuesday and Wednesday. So Saturn, we have the full moon, which means everybody's extra emotional. Mercury's out of bounds, which means the ruler of the sun, the ruler of Venus, are not behaving well because they're answering to an out-of-bounds Mercury, right? So they're going to be a little out of They're not out of bounds, but they're going to be emotionally out of bounds. On Tuesday, Saturn and Neptune are sextiles, so they're saying, are you working on your dream? So today, clarification, Saturn and Neptune's working on it, but then Mercury and Mars meet up, right? on the 18th, and the moon is on the same level of declination as Saturn, which means it's a very emotional day. Moon in Capricorn gets a rap for not being emotional. Actually, it's very deeply sensitive because it's a hard moon. It's very aware of where it's deprived, and that happens on the 18th. And then on the 19th, Mercury's opposite Pluto. Uh, Mars is opposite Pluto, right? So the two of them are both going to go punch Pluto in the nose or try to, or Pluto's going to try to punch them in the nose. And uh, Moon is then on the same level of declination as Pluto. These are really big war aspects, right? So we really want to be aware of the war. Now, we just announced we are invading Russia's electrical system. And earlier today, Cecilia's still here because her mom's still in the hospital, she announced that two countries have lost their electrical power. So maybe there's a little demonstration going on. Yeah, we know how to turn off a country's electrical power, either by Russia or us. We don't know who, but showing that it can be shut down. Um, Again, war, right? And then Thursday's quiet. You're going to process. And then Friday, Neptune stations to go retrograde, saying let's reverse the dream as the same time as the sun stops in the sky to begin the retreat back towards winter. The days start getting a minute shorter. Uh, We have maximum daylight on the 21st, and then on the 23rd, Venus is going to be opposite Jupiter, in Gemini, opposite Jupiter, which, you know, she's coming along slowly. So when we look at the planetary aspects, the sun runs from... um, uh, 27 uh, Gemini, 25 Gemini, 2, 3 Cancer this week. And his big aspect, of course, is answering Cancer. So the the um, the ego the ego energies of the sun are really not active. 
But there are a bunch of health aspects on the 24th. So any kind of health thing, go go to it, because the sun is aspecting the node of fate. It's aspecting Jupiter and Saturn in what's called the Quindicile, Q-U-I-N-D-E-C-I-L-E. A couple of you wrote about that. It's an aspect 165 degrees. So that's a big health aspect on the 24th. That's next Monday. Uh, and again, with all this energy, people are really going to be feeling it. Mercury this week runs from 18 Cancer to 28 Cancer. He has a lot of aspects, the trine to Neptune being one of them. Uh, that's on today, the 16th. And then he has a hard aspect uh, to Saturn. He opposes Saturn, so he has a fight with Saturn. And then he joins up with Mars, and then he has a fight with Pluto. And then he parallels Mars, which means he joins up with Mars again on the 19th by declination. He also joins up with the strategic planet of Athena. That happens on 20 on the 20th, and then he is rocking and rolling. He squares Eris, the goddess of discord, on the 20th at night, so he's a little cranky. He he takes a leave of absence <laughs> when he hits, he hits the note of fate on the 20th by declination, and he goes, you know what, I'm not sure I want to be here. And then he's contraparallel both Jupiter and Pluto and Saturn on the 21st and the 22nd. So Mercury is just in a high dungeon. Now, the other part of this is Mercury is in its retrograde shadow, right, enters that. Um, so what we're doing is this is the setup for the Mercury retrograde through August 10th, right? So whatever happens this week, you're going to be working with till August 10th, so pay attention. Venus, uh, and because Mercury is crabby, and normally he gets along with everybody, but right now not so much. Or when, he's, when we get to the weekend next weekend, he's feeling a little sorry for himself. Um, which is okay, you know, you don't wanna Mercury Mercury does a good job for us most of the time. And this particular week you may feel you're a little may feel a little sorry for yourself. Go have a good cry. Um and I recommend one of my students, Amy, posted her daughter uh graduating and a song, um it just made me cry. Andre I think it was Andre Day, uh and it was Rise Up and it's this woman singing in a restaurant uh, and then the couple come into the restaurant. He's like, go watch it. It's, like, amazing, and it'll make – I sat here watching it not knowing what I was getting into. And I start sobbing at the computer, and then my client, next client calls, and I'm like – I said, I just I just watched this really sad video, and, and you know, and I'm crying. So, hang on, give me a minute to kind of let it go, you know. And she's like, are you okay? I said, yeah, I was – I mean, it's self-induced. I watched this video not knowing what I was going to watch because Amy Metzger knows how to send out videos that make you go – that make you cry. Um, but it was really good, and it was Andre Day. I'd never heard her voice before, an amazing voice, but it was this really deeply touching video that just, you know, I just lost it. Um, so if you want to cry, go, go watch Rise Up. Uh, so Venus is in Gemini uh, this week, and she's a busy bee, and she um, – she gets to 18 Gemini, so she is really flying from 9 to Gemini to 18. So she's like on the war path because, she remember, she's answering to Mercury out of bounds in a good way. She's arguing with Saturn and Pluto. She's arguing with the nodes of fate. She's arguing with Jupiter. I mean, the whole heavens are just in, in high argumentative mode. So Venus is crabby, too, and she's in Gemini. And we always are a little cautious when planets are in Gemini because they don't hear things correctly. So before you go flying off, stop and say, did, did I hear you correctly? Did I hear you say whatever you thought you heard them say? And if they go, yeah, that's what I said. And then you go, okay, so let me just clarify. Then that means you meant this? 
Like when my stepmother said, oh, thank God you fought with him. He always feels so much better when he fights with you. I was like, what? What? But then it led me on this little journey, and then I went, I made a new understanding, right? So that's Venus is really irritated this way. So if you're getting insulted by a beloved or you're having a fight, this is like a great week to just say, why don't we take a time out? I'll talk to you next weekend because you're going to be in the mood to fight. Fight, 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 fight. And so maybe it's better to, you know, let this week pass without fighting. Then again, maybe you're in the mood for a fight. So then we get towards the end of the week, uh, the 23rd and the 24th, and Venus is kind of like, wow, you know, I really blew up my life, right? Because she is in the mood to blow it up. She also is in the mood to stomp out the door on the 23rd. Mars this week is, you know, going in the 22s, 23s, so he has the opposition to Pluto. He has the square to Eris. He has a contraparallel to Jupiter, again, in the mood to fight. And, or take action. Remember, we rephrase fight, like we'll take the Mars and do something else with it instead of turning and fighting. And he's on the nodes of fate on the 24th, inviting him to make choices. Jupiter this week says to you, is this your dream? And then he asks you to adjust your actions and behaviors next week on the 24th, too. So this is a week for clarity, for understanding stuff, for seeing things. Also, because Saturn is sextile Neptune, you may look and go, well, you know, it used to be my dream, and it could be my dream again, but this particular format of it is not my dream. What actions are you going to take to shift it? You can't make them change. They are not changing. They change when they want to, if they want to. You can change. That's really what you remember. You can change. You can also choose not to fight. And with the Neptune station, might be a little hard, might be a little emotional, might be a little crabby, and that's okay. Palestina also hits the nodes of fate. So there is something to be paying attention to here as you go through this. And Juno is in Leo, enters Leo on the 20th. So she becomes loud and proud instead of being emotional and sensitive. So this is where you flip your hair if you've got long hair. If you don't have long hair, you straighten up your back and you go, okay, I'm clear. I get it. And then you take appropriate action to move forward with your life to support and build your dream and to understand that all this stimulus this week is to help you get clear. And that's what the heavens do. They try and teach us. So we have to say, hey, we're in Earth school, and this one's a hard week. This is re- when I was a kid, there was Regents Week. We had like five tests in a week, in a row, um, and you, you're just like, oh my god, or Finals Week, or this is Finals Week. So just breathe, and you know, and watch Audra, Andra Day, and cry. Uh, rise up, you know. She's, I'll rise up, I'll rise up. Maybe that's your theme song for the week. Take care, Ann Ortley signing off from the bright red desk where I'm going to go make some lettuce soup. Uh, doesn't that sound interesting? I got a lot of lettuce from my CSA, and I'm we're, we're starting a new health program. This is a great time to start an exercise program or a health program because you're really ready to take action and do it. Lots of love to you all, and hopefully this Blog Talks Radio posts this week. Take care. Bye-bye.